0: Welcome to this week's episode of Humans Discuss Being. My name is Eve Darcy. I'm continuing with the kind of therapy special type podcasts. This one is on attachment styles and I have very facetiously termed it why your relationship is fucked. Obviously your relationship is not fucked, I mean I don't know, I'm not in your relationship but I'm sure it's fine, I'm sure it's fine, but this is just about attachment styles and how learning about your attachment style and your partner's attachment style can actually really help your relationship to become healthier and more secure. So you know, Valentine's Day is just over, it happened at the weekend there and you know, because of that, you might be wondering why your relationship isn't working. And it's all to do with attachment styles. Now, you know, obviously I'm being facetious here, but uh, so in this week's episode, I'm going to give a very brief introduction to attachment styles. So there's going to be a really tiny bit on the history of attachment styles and the theorists that contributed to the attachment styles and the attachment theory. The I'm going to also talk about when attachments are formed. So it's that's your childhood so spoiler alert it's your childhood and how this attachment style that was foisted upon you in your childhood how that impacts you as an adult and usually it's really noticeable in romantic and intimate relationships that's generally where your attachment style will appear I'm also going to, at the end of the podcast, going to provide suggestions of resources that you can avail of to learn more about attachment styles if you would like to. So what is attachment theory? The theory of attachment was originally developed by John Balby, so he was a British psychoanalyst who was attempting to understand the intense distress experienced by infants who had been separated from their parents. Balby observed that separated infants will go to extraordinary lengths like crying, clinging, frantically searching to prevent separation from their parents and to re-establish proximity to a missing parent. Now, that's a very, very, very brief and not sufficient description, really, of attachment theory. But, you know, just Google attachment theory, John Balby, and you'll learn more there yourself. John Balby describes attachment as the lasting psychological connectedness between human beings. It's also worth mentioning Mary Ainsworth, who was an American Canadian developmental psychologist known for her work in the development of attachment theory. So she designed what's called the strange situation procedure to observe early emotional attachment between a child and its primary caregiver. Mary Ainsworth defines attachment as the affectional tie a person forms between themselves and another significant or specific person. It's a tie that binds them together in space and it endures over time. So what are the attachment styles? So there's kind of four main ones that are typically referred to in research and theory. So there's one called the secure attachment, and that accounts for kind of 60, 63% of the population, apparently. There's one called the ambivalent, and another term for that is the insecure anxious. There is insecure avoidant, both of those. The insecure anxious is kind of 10, 15%. The insecure avoidant is kind of 15. There's one called the disorganized attachment, which is 15, um, which I actually think that seems quite high, but um, according to the research I've looked at, that's the results that are there. I think it's worth noting that both the ambivalent or the anxious and avoidant attachment styles, they're both insecure attachment styles and anxiety features in both of those. So just a brief description on the different types of attachment styles so The secure attachment. So when a person has a secure attachment style, they feel confident in their relationship and in their partner. They feel connected, trusting, and comfortable with having independence and letting their partner have independence even as they openly express love. The insecure anxious attachment is a type of insecure attachment rooted in the fear of abandonment and an insecurity of being underappreciated. People with an anxious attachment style often feel nervous about being separated from their partner. The insecure avoidant attachment style, so as an adult, a person with an avoidant attachment style may experience the following. So they might avoid emotional closeness in relationships, feeling as though their partners are being clingy when they simply want to get emotionally closer. They might withdraw and cope with difficult situations alone. So, for example, in Mary Ainsworth's strange situation test, infants with a secure attachment cried when their parents left the room, but went to them and were quickly soothed when they returned infants with an avoidant attachment appeared outwardly calm when the parents left, but avoided or resisted having contact with their parents when they returned. So, just quite withdrawn. And despite the appearance that they didn't need their parent or caregiver, tests showed these infants were just as distressed during the separation as the securely attached infants. They simply didn't show it. So, it's this kind of weird thing that the more securely attached a child, well now to a point, um, they're you know they're kind of okay with expressing their need for their parent and emotional closeness and nurture and that kind of stuff again to a point because the insecure anxious won't be over the top you know so there's like a balance so as children with an avoidant attachment style grow and develop they often appear outwardly independent they tend to rely heavily on self-soothing techniques so they can continue to suppress their emotions and avoid seeking out attachment or support from others outside of themselves Children and adults who have an avoidant attachment style might also struggle to connect with others who attempt to connect or form a bond with them. They might enjoy the company of others but actively work to avoid closeness due to a feeling that they don't or shouldn't need others in their lives. Adults with an avoidant attachment might also struggle to verbalise when they do have emotional needs. They may be quick to find fault in others. The disorganized attachment develops from a parent's consistent failure to respond appropriately to their child's distress or by a parent's inconsistent response to their child's feelings of fear or distress disorganized adults often lack coping skills to deal with stress they tend to have emotional regulation difficulty some are more angry and violent and have issues connecting with others disorganized adults usually struggle with romantic relationships there's also this thing called reactive attachment disorder it's quite rare and it's usually as a result of what's called ACE which are adverse childhood experiences which is you know quite severe neglect trauma all those kind of things so that's another type of attachment it is rare unfortunately though it does exist so, how do you acquire a particular attachment style? So this does happen in childhood, so it's the attachment style that you formed with your primary caregiver? Now, I say you formed with your primary caregiver in reality, you were an infant, you know you had precious little to do with your own attachment style or how you bonded with your primary caregiver and you know in all of the research you know particularly balby was much the the focus was mainly on mothers as the primary caregivers, and you know that's still predominantly the case today and while I'm obviously fine with the mother being termed as the primary caregiver I just feel like there are massive gaps in the theory and the research and the actual real life lived experience of all this stuff like because really the primary caregiver needs much more support to be able to provide that secure attachment for their child, particularly if that primary caregiver is also the person that has grown that human and then endured labour for the baby to now exist. I just feel like far too much is just placed on the mother, with little to no mention of the people around the mother, i.e. the co-creator of the child, and what they should be doing in order to ensure that the mother is able to provide the care required to form a secure attachment with that child. Just to say as well, you know, research... Uh, of late has definitely recognized that more and just the need for more supports for for the primary caregiver, particularly if the primary caregiver is the mother. Also there are obviously many other important people in a child's life who influence them. There are siblings, grandparents, aunts, uncles, godparents, close family friends, nannies, daycare workers, teachers, peers and others who interact with the child on a regular basis so just going to give an example now of the type of attachment styles that there are the parenting style that would go with that attachment style and then the resulting adult characteristics of that person so for example the secure attachment style the parenting style of that attachment style is that the parent would be very aligned with the child and in tune with the child's emotions the resulting adult characteristics of this means that the adult is able to create meaningful relationships, they're empathetic, and they're able to set appropriate boundaries. For the avoidant attachment style, so the insecure avoidant attachment style, the parenting style there would have been unavailable or slightly rejecting even. And the unavailable could just be emotionally unavailable as well, you know, just like overwhelmed, too much going on, whatever it is. The resulting adult characteristics in an avoidant attachment style, those adults tend to avoid closeness or emotional connection. They're maybe quite distant, critical, rigid and intolerant. The insecure, anxious or ambivalent attachment style, the parental style of that would be inconsistent and sometimes intrusive parent communication. The resulting characteristics for an adult would be, the adult would then be anxious and insecure Controlling, blaming, erratic, unpredictable, sometimes charming. The disorganized attachment style, the parenting style there would be that the child would be ignored or the parent just didn't see the child's needs. The parental behavior would be frightening and or traumatizing. The resulting adult characteristics of a disorganized attachment style would be chaotic, insensitive, explosive, abusive, untrusting, even when craving security. So the adult style or the attachment styles in childhood and how a child with each of these attachment styles would be likely to present. Now I'm just putting this in here just as a kind of like encouragement I guess to just reflect on like how you were as a child maybe and to see maybe from how you presented as a child maybe that might give you some clues as to your attachment style as a child. So for example, a securely attached child would be content they'd be engaged, and they'd be on task. The insecure, avoidant attachment style, they'd be maybe a bit more withdrawn, shy, quiet, and anxiety would feature as well. The insecure, anxious, or the ambivalent, they would be anxious, they'd be not that focused, insecure, and ask a lot of questions, so they'd be quite doubtful. The disorganized attachment style, the child would appear angry, depressed, not following directions, have a short fuse and difficulty making friends. So how can you find out what attachment style you have? I mean, you could educate yourself about attachment styles and just be honest with yourself. And what helps me is observing how I react to certain things, so like for example, if i read an account of a typical behavior that a person with an insecure anxious attachment style might display i tend to experience a twinge of like defensiveness immediately rejecting or dismissing what i've read and claiming that can't possibly be me simply because i'd rather it wasn't or i might feel a bit embarrassed or exposed or something so just observe your reactions to this learning i remember when i started my psychology degree like i don't know 12 13 a long time ago now years ago and i started learning about attachment styles and i read about the the secure one and all the rest of them and i was like oh yeah i'm definitely securely attached (laughs) what nonsense definitely i'm not or at least definitely was not that was not my attachment style your attachment style can change and does change you just have to put the work in but i guess my point is that we all want to have a secure attachment style. So when we're first learning about this stuff and we read them all, it's like we think it's a menu (laughs) and we're like, I want that one. So that's the one I have, which that's not the case a lot of the time. So just observe your reactions to your learning. You could also look back over your past relationships. You could reflect on them, use them as learning tools. Again, be honest with yourself and take responsibility for your behavior. Another way you could learn about your attachment style would be to take a test. There's loads online. Just, you know, check out the uh, validity, I guess, and trustworthiness of them. A quick and slightly facetious attachment style test that uh, I remember doing a few years ago in a Headstuff lecture that I presented was just to test what your opinion on Valentine's Day was. And that was meant to indicate or give some clue as to your attachment style. So for example, um, if you're securely attached, you'd be on board for celebrating Valentine's Day. If you're anxiously attached, you might say something like, oh, does my Valentine even love me? And you'd be kind of worried about that. If you're avoidantly attached, you would say something like fuck Valentine's Day and you just wouldn't be on board with celebrating it whatsoever. If you Google image attachment styles on Valentine's, you'll see that image pop up. So how does your attachment style formed in childhood impact on your adult romantic relationships. I don't really know why I'm saying adult romantic relationships. I, um, You really do only have romantic relationships when you're an adult but yes I mean uh, more intimate relationships. So here I'm just going to give an example of the type of things that you would sort of maybe say or think um, and I'm going to this piece is from A great book which I will reference later in the resources section but the book is called attached and in it they just give like a little description on the different styles of attachment and how a person with them would present as an adult so for example insecure anxious attachment style as an adult you love to be very close to your romantic partners and have the capacity for great intimacy you often fear however that your partner does not wish to be as close as you would like them to be Relationships tend to consume a large part of your emotional energy. You tend to be very sensitive to small fluctuations in your partner's moods and actions, and although your senses are often accurate, you take your partner's behaviours too personally. You experience a lot of negative emotions within the relationship and you get easily upset. As a result, you tend to act out and say things you later regret. If the other person Provides a lot of security and reassurance, however, you are able to shed much of your preoccupation and feel contented. For the securely attached person, being warm and loving in a relationship comes naturally to you. You enjoy being intimate without becoming overly worried about your relationships. You take things in stride when it comes to romance and don't get easily upset over relationship matters. You effectively communicate your needs and feelings to your partner and are strong at reading your partner's emotional cues and responding to them. You share your successes and problems with your mate and are able to be there for them in times of need. For the insecure avoidant attachment style, it is very important for you to maintain your independence and self-sufficiency and you often prefer autonomy to intimate relationships. Even though you do want to be close to others, you feel uncomfortable with too much closeness and tend to keep your partner at arm's length. You don't spend much time worrying about your romantic relationships or about being rejected. You tend not to open up to your partners and they often complain that you are emotionally distant. In relationships, you are often on high alert for any signs of control or impingement on your territory by your partner. So, when you know your attachment style the next question is who do you date the ideal really i guess would be well the ideal is obviously to have a secure attachment style and then the ideal is two securely attached people to meet <laughs> uh, an insecure anxious person can date a secure person insecure avoidant can date a securely attached person basically just find someone who's securely attached i'm going to give you a little tip here they're unlikely to be on dating apps. Certainly if they've been on dating apps for much more than a year, they're likely not to be securely attached. I often thought how much easier it would have been to bring along an attachment style test on dates and just get the guys to fill it out there and then, so that you know early on what you're dealing with. Granted, a bit weird for a first date, but you know, I've done worse. If you don't believe me, Google Eve Darcy Today FM and you'll find out just how weird I can be on dates. Anyway, back to who to date depending on your attachment style. So yeah, find a securely attached person, ideally. Otherwise, an insecure anxious and insecure avoidant is a possible match. Both parties would have to make an effort to work on making things work. I mean, obviously, look, everyone, every relationship requires effort and work, even the securely attached ones, obviously. So it's not like effort is that unusual a concept in a healthy relationship. And the insecure anxious and insecure avoidant, weirdly, that's quite a common match, actually it definitely does work just you know requires a bit of effort to insecure anxious people it's possible it's just less likely they tend to maybe end up a little bit more enmeshed or codependent um but you know with work with awareness with effort um obviously that can happen too two insecure avoidance it's quite unlikely that this one would work um or at least highly unlikely that it would be healthy but again you know with awareness effort consideration knowledge Desire and a commitment to one another, of course. Anything can work with those ingredients. So can you change your attachment style? So the answer there is yes, 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 yes. Thankfully, yes, you can. Um, How? So obviously, therapy would help. Therapy definitely helps. It has definitely helped me. Um, But you also do need awareness. You need kind of good self-awareness. You need good honesty. Uh, You need to be able to take responsibility for you know yourself and your behaviors and all that uh you need knowledge, you know, so the theoretical knowledge I found myself anyway that was very helpful, just learning about attachment theory and things like that, and you also obviously need the desire to grow and change into a secure attachment style and have a healthy, secure, loving committed, and intimate relationship so obviously when you're in a like romantic intimate adult relationship this is a very good opportunity to work on your attachment style and for the two people to work together to form a secure attachment style you know ideally your partner will be on board for that too otherwise it's just one person doing the work i guess in saying that really the most important thing is that partners in a relationship are willing to work together to create a mutually satisfactory, pleasurable and enriching relationship where you both grow as individuals and as a couple. Care, love and consideration are the main things that are needed and probably also that um, cooperation thing and (laughs) uh, communication. Yeah, all the C words, they're probably helpful too. So some additional resources that you might want to check out if you are interested in learning more about attachment styles. So obviously you can just Google attachment styles, Google attachment theory, you'll learn about all this kind of stuff as well. The School of Life on YouTube, they have really great informative and humorous videos on attachment styles. Really encourage people to check those out. Uh, You could also take an attachment style test online, I guess just Google that. You know, the difficulty in taking any of these tests and indeed in you yourself deciding or decoding which attachment style you have is that your accuracy depends entirely on how self-aware you are so a little tricky there because most of us are not actually all that self-aware we have an idea in our minds of what we're like as people or what we think we're like as people and we just believe that bullshit then really you know despite ample evidence to the contrary and the evidence comes in the form of our behavior mostly so we can say or even think a certain thing but it's really our actual behavior that is the most accurate portrayal of our true selves and you know that requires a lot of self-reflection accurate self-awareness honesty and an ability to take responsibility you know oh there's also that great book that i read from earlier which is entitled attached and that is by dr amir levine or levine l-e-v-i-n-e and Rachel Heller, H-E-L-L-E-R. It's really great. It's very, very accessible. There are also forms and tests in it that you can fill out to find your attachment style, to you know, test your partner's attachment style, and also how to work through a relationship with different combinations of attachment styles. So it's a really, really, really great resource, that book. Yeah, that's it. That is this podcast on attachment styles. Next week, I might continue this on, I would say. And just to maybe give some tips, very short podcast episode on, you know, if you do present with any of the insecure or disorganized ones, maybe things that might help you in a relationship to work on building a secure attachment with your partner. So, yeah, that's it. Thank you for listening. Bye.